Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Remy, would you we're care to do the introductions? Yeah, we're recording Dust It um, podcast episode 12. This is me, Remy, Last Virtue. Anna. Yeah, Saxon, Last Virtue. Ratsy, Last Virtue. So let's get into it. I think one thing we should highlight from the conversation we had last week was the whole Dachavelli situation. Now that more information has kind of come to light, um, initially not being too sure about what was happening, but it seems like um, things aren't, aren't boding well and there's a lot of information to suggest um, that, it, you know, his behaviour has been really dubious. I mean, uh, just what I should highlight that and add to that from the conversation that we had last week. He's a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. His career's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit mad still. Mm. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, never explored it. <laughs> Actually, never explored it. <laughs> I don't think any of us <laughs> were like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mud, 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 mud. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had the world at his feet, innit? Uh, or at least yeah, it's somewhat. That's Pastor Toby's mate, by the way, guys. Right. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy to imagine. Just that after that one meeting with Pastor Toby, how his life just flipped <laughs> upside down. <laughs> oh, man. But someone said that someone knew about him. That's why they hacked him. And... Who was it? Was it someone close to him? I don't know. I think it was his God, wasn't it? What? No way. Yeah, on the shade bara, he's just like they've posted his um videos on Insta story and he's just talking to the camera, like just saying everything. Mad, 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 mad. He, he, he'd had enough of it, he's seen enough. Yeah, uh, uh, one of the funny things that came from the situation though was um. T. Sandals is mention of him in her most recent track. She said, tell Bay I want a divorce. And then you can see his his video being played in the background. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> tell Bay I want a wow. divorce. The love thing's jarring. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Uh, yeah. Now, the way everyone was like, oh my gosh, touch your belly, touch your belly. And now, mm-mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like you said, no one was expecting that. Of all the things in the world, I feel it's the last thing that was on everyone's mind, you know. Probably not even on anyone's mind. <laughs> he did pedo vibes. Like, he did not give me one pedo vibe, but... <laughs> I, I don't know what... Yeah, I don't know. 
We'll see you next time. Don't lie. Yeah, don't know that. But, but then, mm. Mm-hmm. After you. Just, um, we're certain, like, having this uh, conversation with my sister and in certain cultures when you got people like 16 getting married to like 25 year olds or whatever or like people like 18 getting married to 30 year olds you know what i mean it's very it's not right in certain places certain things they happen it's not like yeah i don't know it's mad 14 year olds are just mad that's all mad you know what i mean but I know one of my aunts back home, she got married when she was 14. I think her boyfriend was like 18 or 20 or something like that. I don't know, bruv. It's all a bit mad. Do you know what I mean? It's all a bit, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bruv. I don't know. I was trying to have the part to play, though. I feel like, obviously, I'm not saying it's right, but some cultures do um, expect younger women or younger girls to get married. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. but it's not acceptable. No. <laughs> no. I couldn't, like, I just couldn't even yeah. imagine the trauma. Yeah. yeah. It was being groomed in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's still fucking disgusting. Sorry? So it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But it is Saturday morning, and I think it'll be good for us to stop talking about grooming and move on to our subjects. Yes, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good shout. That's a good, yes. Good so, I think that we can start with um, the king, the, the king of the people, the spokesman, Dr. Uma. The prince of Pan-Africanism. Dr. Umar <laughs> Johnson, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, uh, man, paperwork. <laughs> uh, he's, 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 I think he's, um, the school he's building is getting closer to being built, isn't it? He's building a school? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been building a school for a couple of years. What's the school called? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the Frederick Douglass Academy. We're talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, we not even my comprehensive. Uh, I mean, yeah, proper, proper. Um, and a few minutes just for black children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a genius! Uh, this is gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting because he's been getting a lot of slack and he's fallen out with a lot of men. Yeah, fallen out a lot of people. The Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey RBG International Leadership Academy for Boys. Um, they've got a location just for, hmm? just for boys as well. Yeah, uh, he, he feels that there's um not enough focus um being put on. On, on, on the lads, not not a lot of opportunities for them to, to to have and do particular things. It's very very interesting. Some would argue he's a he's a bit of a controversial character. You know what I mean, definitely, he's needed. 
I think that he is needed. I know he can go over the top sometimes, but he has truth in what he's saying. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I find him. I find him amusing. I find him informing, and <laughs> and I find him amusing as well. Have you seen some of the memes that people have made out of him? Yeah, that white man paperwork is one of them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually hilarious. He's actually- he is, but he's passionate, and I feel like we need more people like him in our community, especially here, over here, we need someone who's brave enough um, to speak like that. Mm. Did you, did you see when he came over? Really, he came? Yeah, Link Up TV did one young interview with him still. No, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Link Up TV, what's that? I'm gonna need to check that one out. Is he actually a doctor? This is what of a lot of people, this is what a lot of people are having the, the, the debates on. You see, there's some people that try to debunk um his education. There's yeah, he's got a lot of people who really don't like the man. Both uh, inside and outside of the community, but from do you know what I mean, from what's been said on his end, he's a doctor, man. Do you know what I mean, he's a doctor. Um, a doctor of what? Psychology. Okay. Yeah, clinical psychology, certified school psychologist, um, who is considered an expert on the education and mental health of African and African American children. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about his lineage, uh, paternal kinsman to both great abolitionist Frederick Douglass and the late Bishop Alexander Wayman. Um, so yeah, like uh, comes from a good stock, good families, they'd say. Yeah, interesting stuff. So where's his school based? Um, the school itself, I think it's going to be in trying to free the area still. Yeah, there's no, there's no uh, lo- location. Well, he's bought the land, bought the old school. He keeps on going by the building uh, in some of the recent videos that I've seen. I need to find the location, but there's no location that's been listed here. Uh, just a bit about the Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey Academy. Um, it's going to be the first, uh, Af- America's first residential academy for black boys founded upon the principles of Pan-Africanism and international economics. So, and in the future, Dr. Omar would also like to extend this school to include female students uh, in their own residential school. So that's, that's the steps that he's looking to take. Yeah. I'm going to be in Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware? Yeah, Wilmington. But um, students from Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey will, will be welcome there as well. Dope. Dope. Uh, it's going to be proper interesting to see. 
Yeah. Fingers crossed, and do you know what I mean, wishing man um, the best and wishing man well, because it's not going to be an easy endeavour in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Mm. People asking, would there be online classes? <laughs> <laughs> what classes? Would there be online classes? Oh, wow. <laughs> Yes, there's a, a review on it, the official black review. On him? Yeah, on the announcement of his school location, uh, dated February 11th, 2019. What's the review say? Um, I mean, well, the school was meant to be open by August 2020. <laughs> there's that. Yeah, students will have to learn an African language. Wow. wow. Uh, no boy will be arrested inside the academy. Uh, they will eat a 90% raw vegan diet. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's most of the things. I wonder how it'd be like to be a teacher in that school. Wow. Yeah. A lot of pressure, especially considering that it's all new and what it's trying to achieve. It's not been done before. Definitely. I think he'll pay the teachers well, though. Mm. They, they won't be getting any government support, though, will they? Oh, yeah, of course they wouldn't. Yeah. That's true. This is uh, going to be very interesting. It's gonna, obviously, he's, he's facing quite a few obstacles now. He's been facing quite a few obstacles, but he's been pushing through it be very interesting to see what it's like once everything is, do you know what I mean, launched and ready to go. Uh, mm. He'll be able to maintain that same level of passion. Uh, just just wishing him the utmost best, to be fair. be interesting to see it. One of the comments specifically is talking about how he's against um, the LGBTQI mm. uh, community. He is heavy still. Like, yeah, if he's teaching homophobia in the classes, then what, what effect is that going to have? Mm. Mm. And that, that's probably well, going to affect funding, restrict funding. Uh, it's going to restrict uh, the people that he's trying to reach out to, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of restrictions. And some of the people who, even his staff, they might consider that backwards. So he might even lose out on the type of people who'd be willing to actually help him with this, as well as alienating maybe even a few of his students. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you can't say that some the people who potential students, like, I'm sure they would be gay, trans, you don't know. You don't know. So it's like, exclude people already. Huh? Uh, kind of peak stuff. Very. I'm not agreeing to it, but I think I'm sort of trying to understand his perspective on it. Mm-mm-mm. And I think that he might be thinking that actually... Um, 
actually let, let me not say it because it could be very controversial but uh, I, I understand I understand where he's coming from well I don't yeah I understand it well he said and he thinks that homosexuality is a reason for black families having broken up or is a reason yeah, even yeah. it's a European ideology as well. Yeah. Mm. All very, all very interesting things. But I think I found that article on the Black Review. Um, what what you were saying about African martial arts as well and community service. Yeah. As a the thing is one. Of the, the thing is African Americans. I understand they are like us, but at the same time, I don't really get how they can have so much to say and educate on Africa when they haven't fully been to African countries themselves. And like, I don't know, either been brought up in an African household or know various other African families similar to theirs. There's a difference between African and African-American. And it's a huge distinction that African-Americans don't really give credit to. It's almost like as if us as black British people were then to speak on like the African experience solely when we didn't, we're not there the whole time. Yeah, I, I no think it could. Like if you're gonna do something like this, you actually have to bring in people that know more than you. Because, mm. <laughs> like, for him to say something like that—that that, um, homosexuality is a European concept—then what about those in Africa now that are gay and have never been to Europe? What, what's that, <laughs> what does that even mean then? Exactly. <clears throat> Man's trying to say they imported it. I mean, I don't know. It's very, it's, it's a very particular case. You probably would. Like sexual orientation yeah. isn't ideology, like per se. Mm. Mm. They probably say that the media has an influence on them. Yeah, yeah. A lot of um. I guess the subject itself is still something that's for for a few people. It's still quite um, still quite a touchy one, to be fair. And then and there's still yeah. quite so many different split views. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of split views. But it's like you were saying about being able to bring in people who've got more knowledge about the subject than you do. Um, it's really interesting conversation when just talking about uh, the diaspora as a whole and Africans and African-Americans and black British and all these different, I guess, ways that it's all been categorized and filtered or set up. But in the eyes of many people, we all just kind of just look the same. There's no differentiation when you're looking at it from the eyes that are on the outside. You might be able to say like, oh, do you know what I mean? dressed yeah. like an American or whatever but for the most part 
you go most places in in the world where they don't really encounter people like us. They just see Africans in it, just, just as a collective. I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. trying, I'm trying to think about someone trying to do what Dr. Umar is doing over here in the UK. I don't think it'd have the same level of traction. Mm, I agree. You see what happened to Anthony Joshua? Flames. Mm. Like, I think he's still getting sick now. Just for saying in Watford that people should like spend on black businesses. Mm. He lost so many fans or fans. And um, yeah, it can really, really impact your career here in a negative way, as well as like public perception. I mean, they were calling for sponsors, for him to lose his sponsorships mm. off of that alone. Mad. I'm not gonna watch his fights type of shit, like then switching sides saying, I hope this guy beats you, Tyson Fury, like, simply mm. <laughs> off of that. It's mad, it's mad, it's mad. Like, so then imagine like, and hoping to just have a black school for boys. Yeah. I might burn the school down. Yeah. Well, they did burn down that house party um, back in like the 80s or something like that. Where 13 black kids died in South um, Africa. I hate wow. Yeah, I hate it so much. Um, when the firefighters came and looked at the windows, they thought they could run upstairs and rescue the kids because they were but they were frozen against the window burnt in their positions yeah. and this was in the 80s yeah wow it was petrol bombed on purpose yeah yeah madness still very sad was it like 18 died yeah like between the ages of 12 to like 16 or something wow yeah. Yeah, it was mad. Imagine living during that time. Oof. You'd have so many questions and so much emotion and anger. It's a mad time to live. The worst of it is no one was ever found responsible. Of course. And that is. That's too mad. That's too mad. And now they want to be us. I mean, which one? Which one mm. do you want? Mm. Who else would you want to be us? God damn. What? <laughs> what? What was the name of that fire? Um, you said it was, I thought it was in Hackney. Uh, no, no, no. If it was, I'd, I'd know the name for it for certain. New Cross House Fire. New Cross. Damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. Wow. New, yeah, yeah. New Cross Fire. Wow. January 18th, 1981. On a Sunday. 13 yeah. black youths attending a birthday party in Deptford, South London, were killed in an alleged racial attack. Wow. Mm. 
Mad still. One week after the fire. Uh, yeah, there was like a meeting. And then after uh, the newspapers were like the blacks are running right. Yeah, there was a mad. There was yeah. a yeah. I attended more than a thousand people. The uh, the meeting then turned into a march at the scene. Um, there was a demonstration there which blocked New Cross Road for several hours. Yeah. It was a bit mad still. Hmm. Yeah, that makes me sick. Newspapers tried to paint it into something else as well, saying that the peaceful protests, the blacks were running riot, all that type of nonsense. You know what? You know they like to sensationalize things. Yeah. Maddest shit I've seen around that time as well. There was a national front doing like a a parade around London. Mm, NF. Yeah. I can't lie, man. Uh, we got the same fashion sense. I like them um, them uh, burgundy Dr. Martin boots, you know, like that. <laughs> That's what them man were known for wearing, so that if they were stomping someone out, like, blood would, wouldn't really look like anything. That's why they wore those Dr. Martin boots. And they were... Yeah, yeah, National Front was, was a different bunch. Completely different bunch. Especially in that yeah. time period, anyway. I don't know if I'm on a podcast or in a class. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm actually the one that's being taught today, mm. which is nice. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the teddy boys. Oh, them teddy boys, them they used to go just punching man up with the bike chains and all that. shit. Oh my days. Uh, but the original skinheads used to used to be called them um uh, used to be called them and like reggae. They, they, they like they made scar. That's how scar music come about. It was the them skinheads and them them reggae dons that came together and they made scar. I mean <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's thinking skinheads, neo Nazis. Do you know what I mean? That's that's kind of new wave shit. The original skinheads, them man used to go to them reggae events. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if they were eating jerk chicken, they were definitely drinking ginger. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They were going there, them man linked up and they made a bit of ska music, innit? Yeah. See, wow. again, they're trying to take our culture, trying to. They hate us and love us. <laughs> yeah, nah, those skinhead men were all right, though. The, the original skinheads, they were all right. They were all right. They wanted friends. Because they were a bit like punks, innit? The man, they didn't really get no love, like some subculture. Like that. <laughs> some, some, some subculture, but yeah. Don't know, still. Interesting. A lot of British, <laughs> British culture is probably interesting. It is. I think I need to study more into it. It's like, um, there's been a lot of times where everything kind of just been, you get small groups of people kind of gelling together, making something happen, and after it becomes commercialised. I think Britain's good for that, isn't it? 
Do you know what I mean? They export everything. Well, culturally, they try to anyway. Not as much as America, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's this event that um, Jojo and this girl called Tanya holds. Um, mm. Let me actually look into it quickly on Instagram. And it's all about um, black history in the UK. Is it back to... Let me search it quickly. It's really good. They do really good um, exhibitions. Yeah. Back in the day, that's the one. Black yeah. In the day. Yeah, Black in the Day. It's amazing. Apparently, the exhibition's amazing. I guess it's something that uh, Last Virtue might have to check out when it's uh, when when the restrictions are lifted and there's an event going on, isn't it? I'm down. That would be a good shot. Remy, you don't seem to... Uh... Mm. <laughs> it's all right. If you're not on it, me and King will go. I mean, because it's like a... It's cool, but it's a nostalgic, kind of one-sided view. It sounds like you've already gone. No, I was just seeing it for, like, years, like, the pictures, and because people had to send in pictures and stuff. Of like their parents and you know, but like I've been to like, was it Coonscroft Library, and the Marcus Garvey Library, and I've had a look at like archives, like pictures and stuff, or like even what Tottenham was like. The scene yeah, documentaries. What, what was Tottenham like? Like, <laughs> it depends on what period. Like I remember. Do you remember like, in primary school when you had to do like a census and stuff? Mm. Learn stuff about like your area. Yeah, because so many, like, because living in Tottenham, there are so many other places just like around that are all quite connected. Like you have Wood Green, Palmer's Green, like Enfield, mm-hmm. then like Walthamstock, yeah. Finsbury Park. Uh, but even San Francisco isn't really Tottenham. It's like, it is, but it's like N17, N15 are so different in the same way that almost North London and North West London are, are almost so different. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen like, I mean, the way it's changed, like even now, the stadium, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Oof. so completely different to what it was like when I was in primary school. Uh, right. New stadium's gorgeous. I can't lie. Never been. It is, but it's just so weird. It's so weird. Why is it weird? Like, um, because you, you would never understand seeing stuff, or not seeing stuff that used to be there for, uh, like when you're growing up and you just see stuff and they're not around anymore, like fully. They're not around like anymore. Shiny and new is completely in its place. Like, oh. I remember the old pubs. How like certain stuff used to look like how the Sainsbury's had to then move uh-huh. it's like yeah how Chick King nearly closed down like they had to oh, Chick King is nice sorry side note it's nice good food <laughs> good chicken and, uh, oh, what, what, what's the place? Chick King 
it sounds like another ZFC to me. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You heard me? Uh, what? No. Yeah, it sounds like another ZFC. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to put some respect on Chicken's name, though. Uh, like 30 years now. Come yeah. On. Right. Chicken is a. Hard. It's, it's, it's a dynasty. It's a staple in the community. I mean, I've seen too many PFCs disappear. And Chicken has stayed there. Mm. Mm. I mean, think about it. We, we used to have like at least three Gregs on the high road, yep. on Tottenham High Road, from like yep. Lee Station all the way down to like where Sainsbury's is now. I had at least two or three. And, mm. and Percy Ingle. All of them mm. gone. All of them. All of them. But Chick King Chick stood, King. stood the test of time. It's that real shit. Yeah. had a safe way that went. They had a bakery that got replaced by a pharmacy. Like, yeah. Even I, I, I like carpets. Got burnt down in the riots. Then what, got sports direct. I like carpets got burnt down. Oh yeah, shit. That was that like lasted the blitz, you know, World War Two blitz. But it got burnt down by a couple hooded youths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mad, 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 mad. So, I mean, gentrification, I suppose, in a nutshell. Mm. Um, only on like I'd say somewhat seven sisters, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I see that new building that's being put up there still. Yeah, where Apex House used to be. Mm-hmm. So next high rise. That is so big. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You saw just like some little... It didn't even have any floors. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> we paid our like, council tax. Well, I like, know. Um, what's it called? Got um, parking. What's it called? You know when you get... um. Parking allocation. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, may. This. Do you know what would be a perfect way to end this um, session? Mm-hmm. With um, Tottenham's finest by Remy. Mm. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of your best songs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of your best songs. Mm. I still can't keep how short it is, though. God damn. It's not my fault. We need a part two. Yeah, definitely. A, already definitely a part two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of you already made a song called Tottenham's Finest. Definitely did a video. Definitely a part two. Yeah. Hmm. Some of the finest part two. Why would I do that? What am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it sure because you had nothing else to say? No, I said that's how the beat, that's how long the beat was. Oh. Can they go on loop? Or is that not how music works? When you're making, I mean, I've been thinking about looping it. <laughs> <laughs>
How about you, Saxon? What What do you do? Do you just loop the beat or? Um, <laughs> it depends. It depends. Um, um, yeah. Um, or maybe not. Or what does it depend on, Saxon? Um. You have experience making beats? Uh? You have experience making beats? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made one still. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, what? Uh, no, I don't know. On logic, on logic. Oh, no, actually, I've made oh, a few. Good. That's a lie. I actually lied. I used to use Cubase, I think, for a good three, three, three years just producing on Cubase. Mm. Um, very, very, very rudimentary stuff. Um, what, yeah. what um version of Cubase? We're going back. I think we're going back a decade. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Remy's face when I said that we're going back a decade. <laughs> like, uh, we're going back a decade. Okay, like what Cubase? Whatever Cubase was about in, in, in 2010, I was on it. So Cubase 5. Yeah, propeller head by reason, innit? Uh, different different yeah, times still. I mean, mm -hmm. just looking forward to Christmas these days, you know what I like? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Looking forward to Christmas. Me too. Yeah, I mean. You know what? I can't wait to give presents. I think that's my favourite part. Yeah. Yeah. Present giving is good still. I think it is. <laughs> the best part. Mm. I don't mind receiving, but I'm more of a giver. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, receiving's great. What, what am I like? <laughs> he doesn't like receiving gifts on Christmas. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, red is the thing. Red is the thing. Mm. Oh, red is um, a very good thing. Very good thing. And it looks like we're having to wrap up this part of uh, the podcast. So, tune in for two, part oh, two. Right. All right. Yeah. And we're yeah. recording. recording. Yeah. Yeah, so yesterday on Clubhouse, uh, Life went left for Kevin Hart. Good life went left. What does that mean? You don't understand what I'm saying. I explain what happens. So I've heard from like three different people speaking on the subject mm. after it happened. So there was one room and they were just talking in there. And um, Kevin Hart joined the room. You're talking about um, how apparently black people are just 
always negative. The topic he chose to illustrate his point was da -da -da -da, Bill Cosby. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> what, what, so when what, I say life went left, I have no idea, but it just went left for him and people started saying, you know, you're not even funny. Wow. But let's be real. Let's like, be real. After after feel yeah. my pain or laugh at my pain. Like you think on your back on the back. Huh? <laughs> Like you cheated on your wife on your birthday, you <laughs> called your 11 year old daughter a hoe, and he's short. Like, oh, that's not fair. He's got no choice in that, he's got a choice in behaving like a cunt. Oh, no, he... huh? I'm sorry, I'll say that was unfair, but I mean, all of those things put together, oh, it makes it worse, does it? Yeah, uh... like standing up for Bill Cosby. Cheating on your wife on her birthday, or whenever it was, uh, calling your eleven-year-old daughter a hoe, and he's short. Like all of that in one, it's just a bit. It's a bit much. And he's not funny. <laughs> he's got him and his wife have probably got an understanding. Mm. They probably got understanding, wherever that is. Like uh, everything else is foul, no doubt. The thing with his wife, like you don't know how their relationship even came to fruition, innit? He cheated on his last wife. Yeah, with her. You know what I mean? Yes, it's so, mad. So, if that's how you get someone, that's how you're going to lose him. Or that's how you're going to have that relationship anyway. She was the other woman, so she knows that there's going to be other women. I think it's just... It'd be a bit mad for her to assume that... Do you know what I mean? She'd be the only one considering how she got my man. <laughs> no, that's... Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if they met under different circumstances, yeah, then all of it is foul. But she was the other woman, so it's just his ways. So I think about that. Like, well, porn didn't end there. So what happened? He got kicked out of that room. Someone kicked him out. Yeah. Then and into like Kevin Hart is not. And there were like, like 5,000 people in that room. 5,000 people? Yeah. Go on. Talking about how can... <laughs> After that one room, you had like five, six other rooms talking about Kevin Hart not being funny, talking about how there's, there's another room saying, how can you call your 11-year-old daughter a hoe? Then there was another one... Um, I forgot what it was called, but it was just talking again about Kevin Hart. What sort of effect do you think this is going to have? Uh, people have already started theorizing that celebrities are going to stop using the app. <laughs> going to stop what? Stop, stop using the app. What app is it? Clubhouse. Is it like that um, house party thing? Um, almost, but you can't see. It's not like video, and like you can have, like I said, up to five thousand, probably more. In the, in the so, room. so if it's not video, how does it work then? 
um, you know, like Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay. Yeah, like Discord. Where it's like you can have so many people in the room, and you have like moderators, and then you can put your hand up if you want to speak, and then yeah. Mm. Right, 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 right. So Kevin Hart's gone left. How do you think it's actually going to pan out? I think this is the. Uh, it's not the first time that he's had something mad, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not the first time he's had something mad. Well, who cares? It's only Kevin Hart. I did like Soul Plane, though. Oh, Soul Plane is very good, man. That's it's that good stuff. It's that good stuff still. I liked him in 40-Year-Old Virgin as well. His character was very interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, his character was interesting still. You know what I'm talking about? You're using vocabulary that I don't understand, so I'm going to assume it's disrespect. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, he's funny. <laughs> he's funny, he's funny, he's funny, he's funny, he's funny. He's actually not bad at acting. Nah, nah. That's all. Yeah, he's actually a good actor. He's a good actor. I was watching like with uh what's her name? Uh what's her name? That comedian. Which one? What's she look like? Haddish? She goes out with um Common. Oh Tiffany Haddish, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know she's half Ethiopian. <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like half Ethiopian, half African American, like yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Mm. She's stunning. Mm-hmm. She's stunning. So bald headed. Yeah, she's bald headed now as well. Yeah, so it's a good look still. I think there's there's a different energy about that still. Yeah, it's it's a very brave look, but it suits her. Mm-hmm. Natural. It does. It suits her very much. So she's going out with Common now. Crazy. He, I don't know. Like, I was actually quite shocked to hear that. Why? Because Common, like, comes across as very calm and she's all, like, energetic and... Yin and yang, isn't it? Yeah, true. Mm. Yin and yang, for sure. So would you say opposites attract? Well, in the scientific world, quite literally they do. Um, I guess with people, it depends. Depends on if the two individuals actually want that. That's what I think. Yeah. If they want it, they'll make it work. Yeah. What do you think, Akin? I don't know to say. Interesting match. I'd like to see the babies. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Oh, common. Nice. Yeah, they probably would. Probably would. How many babies do you think Common wants? I see him as like a 12 guy. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. I, I thought you were going to say 16. Oh, 16. Even better. Shit. You know I mean? She would say, hell no. 
It depends on how much she loves him, innit? Nah, she'll definitely say that. She'll definitely say that. I heard, I heard Poppy Newt is addictive still, but I wouldn't know, innit? So. Exactly, you wouldn't know because you're not a woman. <laughs> I never said a word. I'm just saying. Before we get back to this conversation of this podcast, okay, I have to stand up because you two are men and I'm the only woman here, okay? Yeah. So it is not as easy as you think. Obviously, I don't know, I don't have children, but it's like I can imagine it more than you. Guys, okay, it's not you, easy. So you've been thinking about having babies, is that what you're saying? To be honest, I've actually recently been quite breedy, but yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it's not easy, okay. Yeah, Thank I, you. I don't think it's easy. I think certain no, people do. I, I think certain people deal with it. Um, maybe in ways that others aren't able to deal with it. It's a different experience for all the individuals who go through it, isn't it? Women are beautiful, man. Look at what we do for y'all. No doubt, no Gosh. doubt. No doubt. But yeah. Mm. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, I've got some news flash, by the way, guys. Yeah. I know this is not a part of the topics that we're discussing today but um it looks like so everyone knows summer walcott is pregnant with mm-hmm. london on the track um the producer right yeah yeah however okay she's posted that i should really bum this nigga out yeah Whoa. i could really fuck up his life raw tagged um london on the track so she's saying for now i'm gonna take the l and she said, black men got to start doing better when it comes to being a father. My grandfather, lame. My father, lame. This nigga, lame. And I guess the cycle will continue. I guess niggas still dealing with the shackles of mental slavery or some shit. Back when white men ripped you from your families and beat you to death, if you try to protect them, it goes deep. Shit's really sad. But at least I can afford to take care of my child. God damn. Um, and it goes on and on and on. I tried to get everyone to just get the fuck along with like one big family, and instead everyone's just I can't even read this. She's not even talking English. That's how angry she is. But that's how it goes when everybody's spiritually and mentally undeveloped. What the fuck uh, was I think? Damn. She says she's gonna put it all in her next album. Oh man, I like. Uh, I like that last line what you're saying what the fuck was she thinking <laughs> that pretty much sums up everything that's happened so far pretty much still pretty much still I thought they were, they were doing well I'm what? actually shocked what uh, why why what what gave you the message that they went from the time that he's the one that encouraged her to change how her body looks, it said a lot about what he thought about the relationship already. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, she had some insecurities before, obviously, but to to really go under the knife and all of them things there, because she looks completely different from what she used to look like. 
uh, he had his role to play with that for certain. Like, whether that's encouraging it or just being like, yeah, you, you would look better if you changed this and that. But I mean, because like, why else would she go under the knife? You, you only go under the knife if you're really, really insecure about something. Even those who can afford it, if they're not, if they're not really caring too much about that and they've got no one in their ear to tell them, yeah, you should do that, or yeah, that would be nice, you're not going to go under the knife, even if you've got the money. But mm. you, you have to be in a certain place mentally. And that's not just to do with yourself, but it's also the type of people who are around you. Um, and again, could be wrong. I don't know. She must have known what his track record was like before they got together. Though. Oh, was he a cheater beforehand? They're both in the industry. She would have heard it, innit? If that was the case. I mean, don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit techy. Definitely looking forward to that album, though. Well, the way that she's just, just done that right there, it's just, it sounds like it's going to be juicy, isn't it? Papa. It's going to be juicy. Why not? What's one album that's really hit hard because they've, um, the artist has gone through like a really hard time? Mm. And it's publicly known. Oh, a hard time. Mm. Mm. I'd say Taylor Swift with her on Masters thing. Dad, I've never listened to Taylor Swift. I'm not gonna lie. Not even one tune still. Like basically, um, it's kind of juxtaposed to how Dave Chappelle was able to basically get Netflix to take off the Chappelle show. But yeah, yeah, something, something like that couldn't happen really in the music industry. So like Taylor Swift has it bad. Like she's been complaining about it for a while. I mean, I'm not sure if it's still the case now. I think it is. Where she's only available on like certain streaming platforms. Wow. But that Bruno guy, um, is he just a shrewd businessman or is he a prick? I don't know the full story, so I don't know who Bruno is. Her manager and Justin Bieber's manager. He's the one that sold her masters to a separate company for a figure around 300 million US dollars without her consent. Um, wow. the com- yeah, the company actually reached out to her and her law team to be like, look, we're buying your masters. This guy's selling it to us. He told us uh, not to actually disclose that information with you. However, they thought it would be good for us to do so just to let you know that there's no bad blood between us. Yeah. 300 mil. The sale went ahead, though. Yeah, pretty penny. Pretty wow. penny. She made no money off that? Nah, none. That's why she's re-recording her tracks so that she can own her masters on her own. Because if she re-records them, uh, she can own them. That's long, <laughs> on, whatever, on whatever platform it is she wants to put them up. Yeah. 
Lesson learned, though. But it shows like the industry can affect any and everyone. Yeah. Like if you've heard, what's his name? If you are what you say, you are. What's the name? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. Superstar. I have no fear. Lupe, yeah, Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. Has about the industry and how the industry. You would not believe it. Talk about shady. Someone at record company. I think he was talking to Joe Biden about this, uh, maybe in lockdown one. They did him dirty. Oh. What did they do? Basically, a label representative yeah. kind of what him. He wasn't getting any money off the record, Kit Push. None. Uh, nah. So what he did was I think he tracked down the person who made the original song that they sampled mm. and bought the rights off her <laughs> just so he could eat. Smart move. That's fucked up, though. Yeah. Slightly is. That's your, that's your artist, basically. And, like, um, you're not eating enough. No, I think, I think, um, the, the companies, they, they act like pimps, man. That's what they're doing. That's what they're it was doing. even worse. Yeah. I think it was like Superstar. He was asking to like not be played on the radio. But how are you going to do that? Like Because, again, he wasn't eating off it. He was like, if I'm not eating off it, no one's eating it. Oh. But it's like, that's Superstar. Like, how are you going to do that? Like sabotage from the inside. I like Lupe though. I think Paris Tokyo is one of my favourites. Paris Tokyo and Kick Push. Tunes. Absolute tunes. I prefer Drake's um, remix and Kick Push. You prefer what? Uh, Drake's Kick Push remix. I haven't heard it, you know, I can't lie. Neither have I. So you're a Drake, you're a Drake fan like that? Yeah. Not, not really like the new shit, but... Um, yeah. I played old stuff on my days. He remembers, um, I'm still fly, I'm sky high. No? Mm. Yeah? That's oh, the, that's, that's Oh. That's that, when he was heavily influenced by Little Wayne, isn't it? That song is fire. Mm. Replacement Girl. Um, what else? Closer to My Dreams. Mm. Close, yeah. yeah, the sample, Closer to My Dreams is probably good. I'm about um, the guy that said that he would never be big in the Trey songs. Yeah, apparently some girls told Drake that he would uh, never be bigger than Trey Songz. Say that again, you're breaking up. Some girl told Drake that he would never be bigger than Trey Songz. <laughs> that didn't age well. <laughs> oh, look. Be as big as Trey Songz. I had a big obsession over Trey Songz. And I was growing up. <laughs> It's so bad, guys. 
Uh, Trey Songz is an interesting character. Is he not um, a paedophile as well? No, he likes to be shat on and pissed on, I think, but I don't know if he's a paedophile. Oh, wow. Huh? That's not paedophile, like he's just got a wild fetish. No, I thought he was, but then um, Saxon corrected me. I think he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a scatphile, isn't it? He's into scatphilia. He was kind of keeping girls locked in the room. Who? What? what? Yeah, like the girls were like wanting to go out or like, can we go somewhere? Where are we going? And wouldn't really tell them. Oh, you're talking about um, from No Jumper, the, those girls who gave that interview. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like interesting stories, definitely some good uh, gems in there. But I'm even taking their their stories with a pinch of salt. But um, yeah, he probably they probably do. You know what they like? They like give me your phone, sign this NDA. That's what that man do. I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah. That's a bit mad stuff. That's a bit mad stuff. Yeah. Him and Odell Beckham. Uh, yeah, they're into some wild yeah. shit, man. It's not even wild. It's just it's just the type of stuff that's just like raw, bro. How does that work? I mean, how does that work? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, mad star. Hey, what do you think? Um, it's called. Matt Tyson, Roy Jones, who's your money on today? I just hope that neither one of them come away injured. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm more leaning on Mike because Mike is, um, I like I like the rawness of his tapness. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can't you can't contain it, you can't predict it. Uh, and I think this will bring, him having a victory over Roy Jones will bring him great joy. Have you heard the way that he talks about himself now? No. Like I was talking about, uh, I miss, I miss who I used to be. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I, I used to be a gladiator. I used to be the best. Now I'm a pussy. <laughs> it's like, what? oh my! <laughs> but apparently, those are the sentiments that are expressed by men as they age. So kind of like you're looking at it and you're thinking, shit. You know I mean, you think you're young forever, and then one day, he's been through a lot, though. Uh, he really has. He lost his daughter for uh, a drug addiction. Painful shit. The type of stuff that could send you mad, especially with uh, the life he's lived. Yeah. But where can we watch the game, though? I want to watch it. <laughs> mm. uh, it's, well, it starts at 10 tonight. Um... Let me find out where you can watch. Send me the link. <laughs> um, you never said who your money's on. Where John's from? That's my guy. Can't <laughs> be touched, can't be stopped. Yeah, he even rapped for us. That's why he released the rap album. Is that the same Jim Jones? Um, 
No, 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 no. Roy, 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 Roy Jones. Jones. Oh, Roy Jones. Mm. The I was tune. like, huh? Jim Jones, I don't know. The tune, the tune he's got as well is mad still. Yeah. yeah. It's mad. Um, and still, it's so hard. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. Oh, wow. Nah, it's 10. No, it's not. So the undercard starts at 1, which means the main event is... More likely to be around four or five a.m. Oh. Okay. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, the rounds will be only two minutes. Eight rounds. What the hell? Sixteen minutes in total, yeah. Yeah, and if there's a cut, then I think that stops the fight. Yeah. But there's some cool, cool um. These guys are some cool fights on the undercard. Like who? Well, only one I can I know the people. Nate Robinson is a um, basketballer. Nate Robinson. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. He he won the dunk competition in 2010, I believe. Or was it 2012? Mm, I'll double check. But yeah, Nate Robinson. He's like five foot six, and he beat a, a seven footer at a dunk contest. It was incredible to watch. Well, he's against Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake who? Jake Paul. Jake Paul? He should batter him. He should batter him. Do you know what I mean? He should, he should. I think I'll stream it. It should be all right. You should be alright. The fights are what four a.m. Four five a.m. Yeah. More five a.m. Uh, cool, cool. Five a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a couple more topics left, don't we? Yeah, we're actually yeah. went to Whiskey and Tiny. <laughs> Yeah, so um, does everyone know what it's about? Yeah, it's a bit mad still. Go on, go on, break it down, break it down. Okay, I'll break it down. So, um, I might be wrong, so correct me if I do go wrong. From my understanding, um, WizKids or Tiny owes money to WizKids, so now. Wizkid is sort of saying that what's going on? I'm still waiting for my money. And he's saying that, oh, um, Tiny Temple, you're even sleeping with your manager. He's a man anyway. You both mm. need to cough up my money. Otherwise, it's going to be mad and I'm going to come and beat you up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's happening right now. I don't know what the money's for, but yeah. Apparently, it's not the first time that Tiny's owed them money. Yeah. yeah. 2018 for some work, that some shoot that they did. Mm. Well, I think that Tiny needs to speak up, innit? Because he's been quiet, like, 
from my understanding about the situation. And I'm thinking, why are you even getting yourself involved with such... Why would you do that? Why would you get yourself in that predicament? But we don't know the story, so... It's alleged that there was an event taking place. It was like a Nike, I think, event what WizKid was meant to be performing. Um, to his knowledge, it was a free performance, which he didn't mind doing, obviously. But come to find out, he was paid at least like 200000 which he never saw. Shit, bro. Wow. <laughs> so Tiny's moving snaky like that. What's Tiny doing now? Record label. I'm trying to release some new music. In a foreign country, I'm sure. Okay. What in a foreign country? Facing racism in a foreign country. It was trending yesterday. Mm. Is he still doing fashion? Because mm. I think he started... Um, Designing, though. They had the they had the label, innit? They had the label, like actual clothing label, don't they? For disturbing London. What disturbing? Hmm. I just remember, uh, I think, twenty fourteen Fashion Week, when um, Ian was sat next to him, and he must have tweeted, "That makes it the worst dress." <laughs> <laughs> so they said the worst dress man or some shit, right? Oh, well, Ian, 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 Ian. Ian. Huh? Richard just said Ian Connor said that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, on, man. he's an interesting character. Uh, I what Tani was wearing there. But, um, yeah, he was racially profiled at a luxury hotel in Barbados uh, yesterday. Tiny or Ian? Tiny. That's not even a surprise to be honest. That's just a a normal thing that unfortunately a lot of our black men have to go through. And black women too. What's he going to do about it? Even if they bring it to the media, what was, what can they do? Like I remember an athlete, forgot her name, got pulled out of a car. Do you remember yeah. that? With her partner. Yeah. Her partner, yeah. yeah. What's both, to that? both her and her partner are athletes as well. I think they're taking it to court, but with COVID and that, it's looking a bit mad in regards to court times, especially for civil cases. Mm. What's wrong with you? But yeah, anyway, Tiny needs to just bring, give him his money. You can't be owing someone like Whiskid money. Like, come on, it's embarrassing. Do you know right. how big Whiskid is now? Mm. The way Whiskid was talking for him on Twitter as well. <laughs> Proper rank. Uh, it was funny though. We'll see what happens with that situation. Too funny. 
Uh, it was unexpected. I think it's one of the uh, other good things that's come out this year. Well, I say good things. I say entertaining things. Because this year has been a, it's been quite, quite eventful, hasn't it? Quite eventful. Everything that's kind of just been unloading as of late, so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot does happen in the music industry, but I feel like it's just coming out now. Like, for example, with the, I don't want to get back to it, but with the Dachavelli situation, there's a lot of artists like that, but they're just not being brought to light. It's true. It's true. They're not. So now with the way social media is moving, especially Instagram, and the way people are just releasing information, and with blogs like Shea Burra and all of those blogs there, Everything is really being brought to light, and I think it's important. Even um, what's her name? I am DDP. Yeah, she's now even saying that everyone, every man in the industry is the devil. <laughs> she's like she's not involved. Uh, she... well, except for um, M Hon. she's not here yet. She's not, is she? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you could record. Sensations cassette full, yeah. <laughs> so I said, it's a you already know that good energy, yeah. yeah. Good energy, good energy. Yeah. I guess, um, there's still, there's still some, um parts that we need to get out of the way in regards to the whole Tiny Temper and Wizkid thing, isn't it? Or did we completely go through that already? How did we end it? I think it was ended for us by Zoom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you were, you were wrapping it up. In regards to your opinion about it. Yeah, you were saying that Tiny just needs to pay the man. Because <laughs> uh, we said something about Ian Connor messaging my man. Uh, or putting up that post saying he's the, I'm, I'm sat next to the world's worst dressed man. <laughs> mm. 
is Tony's stylist? <laughs> Can you say that? Who is it? When you start wearing them um, um, trousers with no socks. <laughs> it, it works well on the continent and in certain places, but you know I mean, I'm not too sure if he carried it. Not for tiny temper. Not for tiny huh? temper. With his dry, ashy oh. ankles. With his grey ankles. Oh, he went off. WrestleMania, like every year. <laughs> oh my days. Oh shit, he did WrestleMania. Look at man getting excited. Look at man getting excited like some school child, fam. Fucking song. Just the song again and again and again. Mate. WrestleMania used to be the shit, bro. Even uh, he had another tune that was on a fight night champion. Yeah, 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 bruv. You know that's that's like my favorite game. Like it calls, is it, bro? Fight Night is that's like that's like my favorite game. I'm talking about uh, Fight Night Round Two, bruv. If I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, bro. I don't, I don't play video games, but I'm talking. If you get me in front of a console, I could do twelve hours, fam. So I don't really like him, bruv. But that game in particular, that twelve hours just sitting there, bruv. Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good job I le- I love I've left my consoles elsewhere. It's just, it's just not it's not the one. I love that. Uh, yeah. Well, who your favorite boxer? I just make I just make different ver- uh, versions of myself in that game, bro. <laughs> I'm my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my favorite. But if I have to pick, really, um, I like Frost, Deacon Frost. Now Deacon Frost from Blade, but the Frost character. Um, from the from that one, the guy he's facing in Isaac Frost, yeah. Isaac he's Frost. a demon. Yeah, he's a demon. Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew that um, what's it called? Real life would mimic some of the characters that they made in the game because they're too nuanced. I feel like that kind of style, the way the profile of Isaac Frost. Yeah. He's like Javante Davis. Javante Davis. Yeah. He's from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a lightweight. Mm-hmm. He's, um, what do they call it? His pseudonym or whatever is Tank. So Javante Tank Davis. Mm-mm-mm. He's crazy. And he's been, he's been coached by Mayweather for like last that three, you. four years. He's, he's cocky as well, isn't it? Because he, he's, he's a knockout specialist. His, his uh, yeah. knockout rate is like 95%. That's dumb. Up like... That's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. That's, that's, that's but basically, he might as well, you might as well say every every 10 guys he's fought, he's knocked out all of them, basically. It's like 25, 24 knockouts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's different. It's different. It's different. Different. But that whole division now is like what the world weight division used to be like 10 years ago. Mm. The, when we're talking about the world weight division, we're talking about uh, Prince Nassim and them, man. No, um, I think it was middleweight. World weight is like um, Floyd, mm. Oscar De La Hoya, oh, shit. Canelo. Yeah. Terrence Crawford, the world weight, I think so, yeah. Um, 
yeah, and kind of guys. What about Adrian? What about Adrian Broner? What do you think of him? Who? Adrian Broner, A B. Oh, A L A B. Um. Everyone, like everyone says, not disciplined. <laughs> yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not. Africans. I just beat the fuck out of a Mexican. I'm the can man. Talking all that shit. Fuck. I mean, anybody can get it. He got in trouble for that shit as well, mate. Do you know what I mean? He got in trouble for that shit. But yeah. He's, um, he wanted to have a rap career as well. And then be around strippers. And then I'm the best boxer. And then get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, no discipline. That's why Javante turned his life around because he was doing a little bit too much with like Ari and whatever was going on over there. Mm. So they moved to uh, Las Vegas mm. to training to be working out. Like, yeah, getting his act together. Yeah. So. They've got what they call the four horsemen in the lightweight division. They've got Ryan Garcia, yeah. who's like this model, Mexican. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him, yeah. His sport is run. Huh? I've seen him, I've seen him. He's, he's got that uh, that Justin Bieber type look to him. Yeah. yeah. He actually just did um, that top talk thing with um, Kevin Hart. Yeah. He used to, um, Ryan Garcia used to model for Abercrombie and Fitch and all mm-hmm. kinds of... Yeah, he's got a lot of Instagram followers. Like, he's got that pretty boy like swag. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, pretty boy with fast. He's young as well. He's like twenty. Mm. Yeah, I think he's like he might even be twenty, twenty-two, something like that. So you've got Ryan Garcia, and you've got Devin Haney, who's about the same age as Ryan. Same kind of profile. I mean, Ryan Garcia has. Actually, around about the same kind of knockout percentage as uh, Tank Davis, but Ryan's not like fighting like bigger people or whatever. Um, Wait, Devin what, Haney, Ryan's fighting bums. Coach like that. I want to say he's fighting bums, but like he's not like world champions and shit. I think he has a belt though. Mm. Um. Devin Haney is coached by his dad. His dad, I think, used to be in the industry, like music industry. So he he knows about how to promote people. Mm-hmm. I think he might have done some stuff with like um I forgot who, but anyway, after Devin Haney's last fight, like two weeks ago, Jay Z called him. Um, yeah. After the fight, <laughs> yeah, that shit crazy. Like this guy is twenty years old, basically. Um, then you got Tank, and then you got Teofimo Lopez. Uh, do you know Lomachenko? Yeah, yeah, Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Lomachenko. Ukrainian. Russian. Teofimo just beat Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, Ukrainian. Yeah. Teofimo just beat uh, Lomachenko, so he's like the WC Super uh, World Weight Champion. So light, lightweight champion, yeah. Lomachenko was moving like he was in, like, yeah, I can't lie. That's a mad win. <laughs> yeah, it's a mad win. Mad win. So that's what the division is looking like now. It's between these four guys just doing crazy shit. Mm. But they haven't fought each other. And they're all undefeated. All undefeated. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be very interesting when they do meet. Very interesting. Yeah. We were talking about um well the young thug, little Wayne. Little Wayne's influence on the, on music. Yeah. From Little Wayne we have the likes of Drake, Nicki Minaj, Young Thug. Um his influence is actually kind of mad. Why do you say that? Not only do you have people who replicated essentially what he did with Young Fug, because, you know I mean, that sound that Young Fug has really does come from Wayne. But then you've got these other artists that have come through to come and establish themselves to be, if not in the same league, uh, bigger, to be fair. Drake, for example, like skyrocketed into a superstar because of his affiliation with Wayne, as well as his talent, of course. And then um, yeah. Nicki Minaj as well. They're, Drake and Nicki are in the position to be able to do what Little Wayne has done. It's a question of whether they'll do it or not. But they are in that position to be able to do that. Anybody that they feature with, their shit gets hot. Like mm. Nicki Minaj, she did that feature for Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke was already building a buzz, but that feature with Nicki Minaj was like a stamp of approval for him to really come through in the industry. Because if Nicki is remixing your shit and she thinks it's good, like you respect, uh, everyone respects Nicki's hustle, whether they got something to say on the side or whatever, but you can't deny the work and who she is as an artist and what she means for the industry, not just for women, but for music itself. Like yeah. Nicki, Nicki Minaj is, she's a staple in the industry. She's someone to be taken seriously. And Pop Smoke got that stamp of approval. Who else recently got that stamp of approval? One of my favorite artists, Sada Baby, remix a whole lot of choppers. I mean, got that stamp of approval. Uh, Drake, everyone we've seen is given a stamp of approval has had a, a good plate of food to eat from afterwards. 100%. Uh, I think um, they're in the it's position. Thinking how big Drake is now, like mm. how big he is. So crazy. I can't lie, I like Drake. I don't really usually like people who are so out there mm. and everyone loves them, but I do like Drake. There's just albums that I still listen to to this day. I like <laughs> to this day. To this day. <laughs> uh, I actually like Western Road Flows, like Look What You've Done. Come yeah. on, classics. Mm. With me featuring Party Next Door, like I oh, come on, I tunes like on tunes. Yeah, for real. Like he, he's, yeah, he's that guy. Unfortunately, why is it unfortunate? Yeah, because I don't know. I just like I never warm to artists that everyone likes all the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, for example, yeah. with his new album, I took my time with it because I was like, oh, yeah, I love this song. I love this song. And I'm like, calm down, okay? Mm. I'll be, when I'm ready to listen to it, I'll listen to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. A little way, he's underrated, I feel like. 
I feel like not everyone can recognize that he is like the roots. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that came up with the catchphrase, bling bling. Bling bling. Yeah. <laughs> come up with a catchphrase, bling bling. Yeah, bling bling. That was that was Lil Wayne. That was him. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know. What's yeah. the catchphrase? Bling bling. I never heard him say that. When he was like maybe seventeen or something like that, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It was on that uh, tune. Uh, was it Drop It Like It's Hot? He was just describing his jewelry. What did you say? I'm trying to find. He was just basically trying to describe the shine of his jewelry, bling bling, and it caught on. And no one knew mm-hmm. where it came from, but it was wrong. with Young Fug, incredibly apparent. Like, I'm a stoner, all the early stuff. I don't hear that. Oh, yeah. I don't hear that. You don't hear it? Because I don't... No, because there's so many errors of Wayne. I can't definitively say, yeah, this Thugger guy is, like, doing some Wayne shit. Because, like, the Wayne's been rapping on wax since like 95 until now yeah like what version of Wayne are you speaking of if you're gonna say from 2010 onwards even arguably 2008 onwards then I kinda see that but like there's so much of Wayne before that then like yeah but you gotta be realistic Fuggers our age group is not really gonna hear that stuff prior to that it's not going to have the same impact or effect on him. Unless you're like an avid listener, I think he was probably into Little Wayne during the time when Wayne had a lot of those hot tracks and everyone wanted him as a feature. Probably had that type of influence on him. And then from there, because what? Uh, I'm a stoner came out in 2012. I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner. Oh, yeah. Was it 2012 or 2014? Uh. We got Google, we could double check that if needs be. I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner, I'm a stone. I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That intro just gives me so many memories. When did it come out? Uh, 2013. Uh, uh, In between, innit? I was in year 13. I kind of get what you mean, 
Dwayne influence somewhat, but like it's just I like it's nice. regular nice. shit that Doug does is so him. Like like come on, the the streak he went on, like power, best friend with that. It was his swag. So all this Wayne influence, I'm not really hearing it. Well, we're, we're, I'm, we're, yeah. I'm talking more. I'm talking more so about the vocals, man. They got yeah. similar similar tone, and then yeah. some of the early flows, like, you're like why does he? Say? He sounds like Little Wayne. That's what we yeah. mean by that. He sounds like it to the point where you went to Little Wayne's management. Come on, bro. Like whether he was using it to kind of just feed into the idea of like the nonsense that people were saying or the things that people were projecting or not. Um, like he. He really did do that. The thing, the thing with that, it's very easy to sound like someone when you record music because, like, your voice might be different to, like, your speaking voice. Wayne's issue is drinking too much lean changed his voice. Doug sounds like Doug. Wayne doesn't even sound like Wayne used to, so I just think it's just, it just happens. I don't think, like, Doug be really listening to... As he said, like, Wayne is a big inspiration and... He's guided me on my musical journey. I think it's like Gucci's influence, if anything, that's guided him on his musical journey, not Wayne. Um, I think Gucci gave him an opportunity. And just laid some things down for him. I think it's, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It could be. That could be the case. Could be the case. Gucci man is that uncle in it that helps people out and then kind of just fucks off. But then he ends up arguing with everybody that he's kind of built those relationships with. But he's got like so many children. Like Gucci has probably more children than Wayne, if I'm honest. Music children, yeah. 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 Waka Flocka, Nicki Minaj. Young Scooter. Young Young Scooter, Chief Chief Keef as well. Oh yeah, he did invent trap. Yeah. Remy is the biggest fan of Chief Keith, if you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never come across someone who's just so obsessed. Oh, shit. Where Remy is, you'll be listening to Chief Keith in the car. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that best of Keith. It's like, what, three hours or something like that? Yeah. I'm serious. Shit. Gold. Best. I mean, like, cold. Absolute gold. Mm. And you see him go like this. Shit's so hard. Um, yeah, one time I was in your yard, I was listening, okay, there's these three songs in particular, I listened to them and that would ice off. Off. <laughs> Shit's so hard. <laughs> it's the wave, it's the wave. I got so yeah. Um, on a, on a different note completely, yeah. restrictions are, are going to be lifted. Um, from the following league, apparently. And um, with that, the introduction mm-hmm. of the vaccine. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's everyone saying about the vaccine? I ain't taking that shit. <laughs> Technically, the, the government can't force well, you to do it. Yeah, exactly. But I the, saw something how life will be very difficult if you don't take it. Yeah, the businesses are going to be the ones to to mandate it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, fuck, like, what do we do now? Go off somewhere in the world where you don't have to worry about no vaccines. See, this, this, this is, is what, what I've happened. been saying. I've been saying this. I've been you saying, know. let's find the island and f- like, fuck this country. You will die there. I will <laughs> Man, man's, man, man's gonna, man's gonna die here anyway. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah, might as well live a happy life before dying. With what electricity? Who's the supplier? You're saying electricity brings happiness. Uh, thank you. What you're saying? No electricity brings happiness. Is that what you're saying? That, live that, on that land. That wasn't. That wasn't the claim. The claim was about freedom and independence. With that comes <laughs> risks. Do you know what I mean? So just is, what is that real freedom, bro? It is because you technically we have security, but you don't have freedom. Mm-hmm. You got you got freedom to enjoy the little things. Yeah. And when you what you want is total freedom, which is abandoning everything and everyone, <laughs> and living in the field. Yeah, but who told you we'd be living in the field? I don't know. If that's your if that's your definition if that's your definition of freedom, I hear that. Isn't it? <laughs> what land are you speaking on? Like, are you going to build a Jonestown? Like, that's what I'm oh, trying yeah. to assess. Because you'll be living in the field, you're living in the oh, parks, yeah. or you're going to be living in Waco. Like, uh, people have tried to do this before. This listen, is not like <laughs> I spoke to my grandma this morning. Yeah, I spoke to my grandma this morning. She's in Zim. And I spoke to her about like how things are with the virus and everything. She's like, virus, she started laughing. So look, I'm here, I've got my house, I'm in I have peace, like I'm not worried about all of that. That's not gonna touch me. Vaccine rubbish, nothing, I've got nothing to worry about. It's you, you lot over there, you've got something to worry about, not me. So don't talk to me about no vaccine, no, no uh, coronavirus. That's all rubbish. And I just said, fair enough. That's goals right there. But it's not, and it can't be goals because people are already invested in life. You can't just abandon life and try and like go away from civilization. Technically, technically, isn't that isn't that what isn't that what like some of our parents had to do to kind of yeah. They, they abandoned what they were on, whatever, and invested in something new. Yeah. That's one thing. This is like, if you were to do that, it would be a chain of events where other people would attempt to do that because we are in a huge global pandemic. It is not like it's just affecting some people in this, but it's affecting a lot of people, like basically everywhere. Oh. So if you're trying to just There's- abandon everyone, don't you think everyone wants to do that already? Right. <laughs> 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 
there's, there's, there's three million, three and a half million, say four million black people in the United Kingdom. I can assure you, if we all buggered off and we went to our respective nations, we wouldn't even be a dent um, in the influx of immigration, to be fair, when you think about it. Because those countries that we come from, there's like millions of people. All they'd be having back is a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> when you think about it, that's not even a lot. A couple hundred thousand people coming back. If, and if anything, a lot of them are skilled and educated well, that's, that's a separate conversation as well. I think everybody should go back. Um, that's a different conversation. Isn't it? That's a different conversation. But, uh, I know if, if push comes to shove, Congo Bongo, bruv. Do you know what I mean? But I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm looking to go there anyway. Uh, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jamaica. In Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> I heard it's nice though. Yeah, you lots are coming in. Yeah, we're well, Jamaica. Yeah, what are you saying? What are you lot saying? Uh, why not? Why not, sir? It's another. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me know anyway. I've got my passport here by my side, ready to go. You got a Jamaica? Yes? I never knew you had a Jamaican passport. What? No, no, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm bugging, I'm bugging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Ratsy and the Kingston. Listen, yeah. I'm out. I am out. Like I've been saying, London is the ghetto. Mm. It is the ghetto. Why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> if I see you in a Kingston, ah, it's so hard. In a case. In Kingston. Oh, in Kingston, oh, trust me, listen, my skin will be just glowing and shining in the sunlight. And I'll be eating mangoes. Mangoes? Yeah. yeah they taste good, though. They do. They're very sweet. Mm. And then, what else? Walking on the beach. And I'm here, waking up at 5 a.m. to get to... No, we have to pray for Jamaica still because uh, they are earthquake or landslides. Mudslides, yeah, yeah, landslides, mudslides. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Mads, mads, mads. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, imagine the whole like, highway just disappearing. Yeah, that's peak. That's crazy. Pink, pink, pink. So, yeah. yeah. We're not getting a vaccine then. Well, I don't do hangovers. I don't do coronaviruses. And I don't do vaccines. See, um, this is what the world has done. Because before this, you lot were getting the vaccines and you were all okay to do with that. Like polio or whatever. Huh? They're not the same. How are they not the same? You're at risk if you don't take the vaccine. You can't just go out. You have to adhere to tier regulations and lockdown. If everyone takes the vaccine, then people don't care, give a fuck about tier and lockdown. Everything goes back to normal. That's the whole point. <laughs> vaccine, take it away. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> like um, things won't go back to normal. 
in regards to the fact that economically, a lot of these companies are now being purchased by larger corporations. So there's more of a monopoly rather than there being a case of people actually having the freedom to work and set things up. In addition to that, we have been moving in the direction where we've been letting people go from jobs. Simple example is the self-checkout. Ever since the self-checkouts have been introduced, um, all of the other roles that would have been available have been taken away. So the whole ability for people to be able to work has diminished. Technology's taken over in that regard. These smaller businesses are disappearing and being bought out by larger corporations. In addition to that, the financial setup of things is going to transition. Um, so everything's going to be paperless. So you're going to have a paperless state with a greater use of technology and AI. So there's a less need for people um, and there's less opportunities. So even if everybody was to take the vaccine, what we're going to return to is just um, increased unemployment. Right now, anyway, maybe if this was done at the time of the beginning, it would have been a different scenario. But right now, there's just an increase in unemployment, less jobs available. Um, it's harder to get money. So it's kind of just, that's what right now looks like anyway. What he said. <laughs> so when the vaccines are given out and all of that, obviously it's going to take time to build up again, but boy, it's going to be interesting. If if anything, if things happen in cycles, yeah, uh, in, in the 20s, 1920s, there was a pandemic. The 30s, the roaring 20s, you've got the illegal, the prohibition and stuff like that. So you're going to have these underground parties and whatever that's going to be happening. The 30s, it was a bit of a prosperous time. And then, as you could see, in the 40s, there was war. It'd be interesting to see if that's uh, a repeat. It'd be very interesting well, to see. Well, 20s are crash, so I wouldn't say it was prosperous. Uh, no, no, the 30s. The 30s was uh, prosperous in comparison to the 20s. The roaring 20s was about prohibition and people partying and, do you know what I mean? Just trying to be sneaky with whatever because times were fucked. I mean, it's going to be interesting stuff. Uh, very interesting. But yeah, I, from what you've said, from your own admission, you're getting a vaccine? Probably. At some stage, I might not be like the first person to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, because like, it's just a regular thing. I feel. Hmm. It's gonna be very interesting. Imagine you can't work unless you got a vaccine. You yeah. Can't you can't travel? You can't buy food. Because it might be like first come, first serve. Imagine like all the job opportunities are only available to those who have taken the vaccine. And, you know? Or like, yeah. yeah, if you don't have the vaccine, you're like likely to get fired or some shit. Or like, or you'll have to be in support. Like some kind of state where they're like evaluating your conduct or some shit. I don't know. My question is, why, why is it so extreme? And why isn't it extreme with the other vaccines that we've had? Like, 
I've never mm. heard someone tell me, oh, you can't be a teacher because... You mean you got the flu vaccine? Yeah. So why is it like that with COVID-19? Hmm? Because most people take meningitis uh, vaccines. That's why. Like, and When was the last one you had? Uh, I don't remember off head, but it's probably 2014. Last vaccine I had. Can't lie, I had a vaccine before I went Congo. So yeah. Yeah. Like it's a serious thing. Like people do this stuff routinely to protect themselves from shit they can't see. You do that from young. So this like. You always have those people that are disinterested and might actually affect other people but have not having their kids vaccinated. Like but, it was actually in an episode of Law and Order so earlier this but, year. But this is the thing though, like you have you seen that meme yeah of Charles Xavier, yeah? He's sitting there with his eyes closed, he's do you know what I mean? He's trying to talk with uh, someone. But it goes how can the individuals who've been vaccinated be scared of the individuals who haven't been vaccinated if you've got the protection? Do you get what I mean? How can the individuals who've been vaccinated be scared of the individuals who haven't been vaccinated if their vaccination protects them from what those who might be carriers have? That's fair. But it proves basically that the vaccine is not a hundred percent like effective, maybe. So it's the if it has the vaccine, then there's more likely that a chance that everyone will be affected will be affected. Mm. Mm. Um that's just my thought process, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I hear that, bro. Um, Good to hear two sides, still. 100%. It's necessary. Because mm. you're just going to try and, like, the way, same way everyone wears masks, you're trying to protect not just yourself, but those around you. Masks? Bullshit. Yeah. But still, there's, they have proven that, um, what's it called, it lowers the chances of con- um, spreading like, via oral contacts. Or... Yeah. So they're doing what they're meant to do. No, they're not. Is it um, not? <laughs> the Chinese are going back to raving and parties now, man. Do you know what I mean? All them other men who were on excessive lockdown are going back. I think the only countries that really suffered were uh, Western countries. Everyone else is kind of like, fuck it. And, and they ain't really suffering. It's just the Western countries where you got man dropping like flies and you're asking yourself, how the fuck is that happening? You've got some of the best. Old people in Italy just dying. I think, I think they just wanted to clock them out anyway. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, you have inf- you have infanticide, which is what's what's the old people one? Only no matricide and matricide. 
killing of the women, the men, infanticide, children. There's an old people one as well. Yeah, because look, a pediatrician deals with kids, right? Yeah. What's the old people one then? I know old people like octogenarians or something. Octogenarian. Uh, try to think, but yeah, it's that same prefix is what we would use to describe the old people one. But yeah, man, I think um, it's a techie one still. So you don't think that is just old people are generally at risk? You think that someone wanted to murder them? Mm, old people are genuinely at risk. They are. Um, your cells aren't regenerating the same way. You're just not. You're just not the same. You're going in the opposite direction of what it was from where you were in the beginning, um, which is getting stronger. You're getting weaker. Uh, it's an interesting one. But the vaccine. I mean, I, I want to see Boris and that man taken. If they don't drop, I'll consider it perhaps. I mean, that's what I like to hear. I'll consider it perhaps. <laughs> Uh, it looks like we're coming to the end. So what's uh what, what what's the uh, how are we closing the suffering? It is what it is. Episode twelve of the Just Take podcast. And myself, Remy. Saxon. And Nazi. Yeah.